Oh no, that's slimy. Remember? What? Slimy's supposed to record. <laughs> that oh, yeah. sounded like a like a children's <laughs> PSA. Oh no, that's slimy. Remember? Don't touch it. Erratic. I just, I just sensed the Tumblr for my girlfriend's erotic art. Oh. That she oh. does when she's dicking around. That's not her serious art. That's her dicking around art. Quite literally. You're both artists. Shit. Mm-hmm. Sexy time art with Guru Trash. Uh -oh. Yeah. She's fuck. I love my girlfriend. She's fucking great. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, I thought you hated your girlfriend. Hmm. Oh, you're confu You mean hate fuck her? Yes. Occasionally. Yes. <laughs> I Joke see nothing out. to be concerned about here. <laughs> nothing. I like the little rabbit ears. So well, she, she she has like a whole rabbit motif as well. I she really likes hmm. rabbits. Rabbit or her, who could win a rabbit? This is her dicking around with her. All right. Do, um... do you have matching fursuits or? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Zootopia? <laughs> I want to. It looks good. Did it I is tell good. You, did I tell you I wanted to? Um, oh yeah. For for April Fools, I wanted it to be Yuki is just a advertisement for Zootopia. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I decided against Dead Pal, it's written on the wall. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry you were saying. Oh, that that's it. Oh, okay. You received a contract from, from QB. Sign it. <laughs> nice. This is good. This is all good. Even and the erotic stuff as well. I got that uh you can always see my heart hanging on my wall in a scroll. Nice. Aw, Korasami. Korasami. All right, let's. Uh, we, should this, <laughs> we should get this party started. I got um, distracted too. Sorry. Um, but now it's out of my hands, and I feel. Well, I am recording. Oh. Oh. Let's do, you, do our cold open then, well, <laughs> or do, was that our cold open? Do you want me to to introduce it since I'm recording? <laughs> you get. Yeah, you get this. Oh wait, fuck. Great. Now he has all the power. <laughs> no, go ahead. That's all right. All right. Well, usually we we just do whatever for the cold open anyway. So true. Yeah. Don't know. No, I'm don't just mess. plugging it in harder. It, it, but it is plugged in all the way. It's as far as it goes. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> I think that's as good a way to start as any. Hey, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Undercooked Analysis. Yay! Yay! <laughs> that was climactic. That's what she said. Boo. Oh. On a very sensual episode of Undercooked <laughs> Analysis, we have in our uh, repertoire tonight, me, David, <laughs> and some other people. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right, well, let's do this properly. Well, as, um, as, free, as always, we, my, uh, my co-conspirator, Dead Palette. Hello. We have my girlfriend, Kayla Berry. Hello. And we have the Slime Beast. Bottom billing? Really? <laughs> well, if you get the last one, it's kind of like top billing. It's Bullshit true. Bullshit it is. <laughs> People it's, have to wait through all that other nonsense to get to you. That's the important part. It, it's kind of like uh, on Saturday Night Live, we've got this person, this person, and guest star. Oh, I see. I guess so, really in terms of how often people are on the shows, though, it would go like, it would go me, Dead Palette, then Slime Beast, then you. 
just in terms of 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 frequency of being on the show. I practically produced this show. <laughs> practically. <laughs> I do. So, it ended. I hope you enjoy uh, this episode of Undercooked Analysis tonight. There's going to be a live breakup. <laughs> yep. This will be our last episode of <laughs> Undercooked Analysis. Oh, no. no. We're no. glad you supported us through all this year, years? I don't know how long this is going on. <laughs> how long has this last? Um, well, technically, Undercooked Feels started. like for fucking ever. It started in like late like mid to late 2014 so it, yeah oh my gosh <laughs> stay tuned for the new series on attached analysis <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i the name the name i think just reflects my my relationship undercooked mm. Man, this is and he's looking at me while he's saying this with I, loving eyes <laughs> i love you too so this is this is the harbinger of bad things. <laughs> this is the harb the real harbinger experience 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 the harbinger experience. The real harbinger experiment is seeing how David's and Kayla's relationship will last online. <laughs> and someday when there's a cover band for this podcast, it'll be called the Harbinger Experience. <laughs> Not the welcoming committee. Nope. No, no, we'll call it the the welcoming committee, and then the album will be the Harbinger Experience. <laughs> there you go. I there we a, go. I got a question: Is it still the welcoming committee if Nick's not here? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Are you, I, I don't know. Is it, there are? It depends. Um, the welcome committee, I like to think, is when when we also have Nick Nocturne. But I think you're our honorary Nick Nocturne oh, tonight. Oh God! So you need to do. <laughs> Have a popular show on YouTube? Yes, you do. You're a you're a wunderkind. I'm a wunderkind. While we're reading the story, all you have to do is read the story like this. <laughs> and so, in the story, this happens and that happens. And what do we, we think about? Shots. Submission. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that's how you do an impression <laughs> of a person who's bad. Oh, oh. Jesus <laughs> We love you, Nick. Don't let we anybody do. tell you otherwise. Let me see if I can do a Dave uh, King. Hi, you reached David King. This is David King's cell phone. <laughs> oh my God, you guys! <laughs> no, I, my name's I David King. <laughs> I basically did a gay impression of him <laughs> on Dead Palettes. Uh... <laughs> I already, yeah. Kayla. I already shooters. do. I already do a gay impression of me, and that's on uh, that's on the Shooters, which you can listen to on Dead Palettes channel. Oh. Also on, the undercooked, also on the undercooked analysis of Zola Moon. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, no, I'm a, I'm no, a, sassy, just... black, I'm a sassy black woman there. Mm -hmm. You're a sassy black woman. What the hell are we doing tonight? <laughs> We're reading Playing the left for dead. No. Oh, Aww. yeah. We could have been doing that. Well, but as your default host, since and... nobody else is doing it, we are reading the Harbinger experiment. We're going to have to be careful. I just said that! <laughs> Tonight on Undercooked Analysis, we'll be reading The Harbinger Experience. Mm. <laughs> we'll be undergoing a Harbinger Experience. Tonight on Undercooked Analysis, The Harbor Experiment. <laughs> a fishy tale. Sure. <laughs> to... um, this is essentially, though, I, I want to point out right now, this is essentially my... Um, 
apology to everybody who on for April Fool's Day was expecting me to cover or for the end of May or March. March. Where's my where's my head at? For the end of March to cover um the Harbinger experiment, which I you know I talked about a bunch, but nope, uh it ended up being a huge joke. Now the point <laughs> The point is, Asshole. so if you haven't heard uh, the most recent Midnight Marinara episode, um, it's very interesting. I suggest you go listen to it. But um, in the meantime, in the meantime, though, we're going to talk about the, the actual story. It's just to not leave everybody twisting in the wind, especially after I said, you know, hey, guys, here's what we're covering next. Um, I have read this one before, which is why I keep bringing it up and kind of poking a little gentle fun at it. But it has been a long time. <laughs> um I don't want to go into it with any like false expectations. Uh, I know I don't have any of you read this one before. Nine. I've read, read it, it nine times. Yes. N e i n. I can do it nine times. <laughs> I I honestly tried to read it and I just zoned out on it. Fair enough. I've never <laughs> read it. I've never read most creepypastas. You just go. He's he's listened to all of mine though, so it's okay. <laughs> He's listened to all the good stuff. This yeah, is how yeah. Slime Beast gets his reading in. He just <laughs> he waits for us to say. He just, hey. he just waits for me to upload something, and then uh, that's how he gets all of his uh, gay literature and pasta <laughs> for the week. You know, uh, I need to read something gay right now. What's D- Dead Palette put up? <laughs> oh, something gay! What a big surprise! <laughs> it's not gay if somebody gets murdered, bro. <laughs> That it's, and when we mean gay, I mean there's actually something homosexual going on in his stories. <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah. A lot of the time. A lot of the time. Not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, erotic fiction is erotic fiction. I love erotic fiction. Fifty Shades, her favorite. Actually, no, that stuff is awful. That's awful. God. I don't. Okay. We should probably get reading, but I don't understand the the nomenclature, like the naming syn- syntax for those books, because it's Fifty Shades of Grey. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Fifty Shades Darker. It's like, yes, that is the perfect sequel name. And then the third one is something ridiculous. Like it, it's it doesn't meet the the it, criteria at all. Joe Garbagiola's uh, tips on how to win at the track. That's that's the, <laughs> that's the third book. Fifty. What was the line in the that that fucking? I don't know any of the characters' names. He, but I remember hearing uh, people quote it. You know, Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. <laughs> oh, I know. Here it is. Fifty Shades Freed. What that does that no even sense. mean? It makes no sense. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades Darker. Fifty Shades Freed. That makes the first two sound so cool. And that one's just stupid sounding. It sounds shades, like 50 pasta shades were let out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really into BD, like badly written BDSM for some reason. Oh, is that what we're going to do tonight? No. Oh. We're going to read The Harbinger Experiment, which is kind of like that, except with less pleasure involved. <laughs> Who is wow. going first? Now, this has a 9.1 out of 10. What are you talking about, lack of pleasure? It's rated really highly. Okay, maybe I've, I've been kind of unfair to this story, to be honest. There's something in it that I remember reading it the first time that kind of irked me, but, may, but maybe I'm going to come try and, and clear my expectations, my past expectations, or my past 
grievances at all and let's and just dive into it now here's the thing do i think it's gonna work for midnight marinara no that's why i keep joking about i kept joking about using it does it stand alone as a story though because anything anything is fair game on this show we can we'll cover just about anything on this show with undercooked analysis with undercooked analysis midnight marinara is a horse of a different color it is it's a it's a a dark horse it's an <laughs> ensemble dark horse a gray horse <laughs> Well, it's, it's kind of like... A malnourished horse. We should read this. Yes, Let's read this. Yes. I, I will... The world we live in is full of things we don't understand. Being the curious humans that we are, we naturally try and seek these things out. Doing so has led us to remarkable discoveries and inventions that we never could have imagined a hundred years ago. We have defeated disease, built to the sky itself, and even created machines that could take us beyond the clouds and into the stars. If our ancestors could see us and what we have created... I'm sure many of them would see us as gods. I am likened unto a god. Hmm. Sounds like a presidential speech so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> opening paragraph. Opening uh, paragraph thoughts. Um, it's it's making me want to vote for Ron Paul 2012. <laughs> Everybody, go out there, vote for Ron Paul. <laughs> Google Ron Paul. Just 2012. <laughs> Ron Paul 2012. Uh. Our innate curiosity and lust for knowledge has not always led us to greatness. However, true evil and darkness have also been uncovered in humanity's conquest for knowledge. And in the end, I fear this evil will be our doom. I do not say this from the standpoint of a great philosopher who has... Um, ah. I do not say this from the standpoint of a great philosopher who has sat down and simply pondered things either. No, I say this because I've seen it. I've experienced it. I was a part of it. I was a part of the Harbinger experience. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> um, Slime Beast, you want to take it next? Oh, sure. You want to take the one sentence paragraph. Okay. <laughs> what? No. We're, yeah, see, it's we're right after. Oh, it is. You get one you, sentence. You get this one and the next one. The event I am about to relate to you is true in its entirety, this I swear. I feel that this will fall on deaf ears, and many of you will believe this to be just another spooky story meant to give you cheap thrills. But I promise you that this is neither my intent nor my purpose. The purpose of this story is to simply warn you of what lurks beyond the veil of what we can see and understand, to show you what awaits in the darkness, even if I myself don't understand it. What I'm about to tell you has happened, and I feel certain it will happen again. Okay, so how do we feel about this um, version of this isn't a creepy story? This is my. So what do we? How do we feel about this? Because it's exactly been done what a million. Thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were all thinking it. Like I was, I'm sitting here trying to stifle a reaction, not saying a laugh, just a reaction, because I've seen this before. Like, oh, you're just gonna think this is another. It comes up a lot. It is a trope. This is a trope but, I see all the time. But that's the thing, is it's almost an integral part of a well-written creepypasta. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. So it's a question of, has this one executed it well, or is it's, it a little bit too transparent? It's kind of purple prosy, a little bit here. How dare you? <laughs> does it sound like... The question is, does oh, it sound... Oh, trigger and slime beast. <laughs> <laughs> The question is, the question is, does it sound like a, how a scientist would talk? Mm -hmm. um, is this a scientist? I like 
when people do the thing about you're not going to believe this story, I like when people actually, in sort of a backhanded way, sort of insult the reader. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel mm -hmm. certain this will fall on deaf ears, and many of you will believe this to be just another spooky story meant to give you cheap thrills, you frickin' morons. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, I like things that have a little bit of, like, an edge to how they approach this, the tropes like that. Mm -hmm. Like, when somebody yeah. says in a story, you know, I know what you're thinking, and yes, of course, I went to get a gun and chase down the creature in my yard, <laughs> but when I went, it was gone, you know? Like, in other words, that thing of, yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're not smart. I I already am ahead of you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's always a valuable thing to do. I've seen your comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was going to say, the, I, I, to, to, in defense of my earlier point, though, I said trope, not cliche. Hmm. Yeah. Tropes are, tropes are good things. Tropes can be used, and when used correctly, they work. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's, let's, let's press on. Your turn. Yes. <laughs> Let's press on. Whoever's reading next. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. I was. I was building up. You impatiently, Ben Franklin over sure, here. Sure, sure, sure. I, I makes no sense. In 1971, a not so well known scientist began preparations for an extremely secretive project known simply as the Harbinger Experience. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Did you not mean to do that? It sounded um, like it sounded like you did that on accident. No, I did that deliberately. That just shows, okay. goes to show okay. my, my acting. I would like to keep the identity of the scientist a secret for personal reasons. So throughout this uh, recounting, I will refer to him as Zimmerman. Zimmerman's background is unclear at best beyond 1971. All that I know is that all I know about him before that time is that he had grown up somewhere in Maryland with a strange fascination of the occult and supernatural. This later made him an outcast among his fellow scientists due to how scoffed upon the metaphysical was, and still is, at the time. Zimmerman's opinions concerning the otherworldly were not the sole cause for him being an outcast, though. It was his methods that made him widely unaccepted throughout among his peers. Zimmerman was well known during his time for being ruthless and cold beyond measure. He never cared about the means. All that mattered to him was the results. And if he, was predict and if he predicted the results to be valuable enough, anything would be worth obtaining them. It was this insatiable and brutal lust for the truth that made him feared among those who knew him, and the few that knew of him and did not fear him believed in him and followed him and his work closely. Hmm. I, immediately when I heard, I'm not going to say his name, I'm like, bullshit, and then he's like, I'm going to refer to him as Zimmerman, and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is what we call the Fleming effect. There we go. And you have to wonder, so, why such a long name? I'm going to refer to him as Fred. Why is Zimmerman <laughs> of all names? Is his real name Hans? Hans <laughs> uh, Zimmerman? If, if you ever got his Hans on you, you were doomed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a memorable name, so that's, that's good. Yeah, I'm going to call him Mengele, but yeah. <laughs> Moreau? I'm going to call him, I'm gonna call him Zim. Zim? <laughs> as an invader? Zim apostrophe invader. There you go. Yeah. Um, let's see. Zimmer for Aniston. Oh. Zimmer. <laughs> Zim. ah. Um, I can accept it. I mean, I, I was gonna say I can accept this paragraph. It's a bit long, but okay. He's a he's kind of a douche, and he likes the occult. I'm not gonna refer to him by name, and perhaps we shall never know the true Zim Shady. 
<laughs> Will you please stand up? Kayla, do you want to take the next one? The word harbinger itself has such a mysterious and intimidating taste to it. Maybe it's the way it rolls from our tongues, or maybe it's simply due to its association with the project. But the word always seems to carry a certain amount of doom with it. Which would make sense. The word itself means to warn or forebode. I can't imagine Zimmerman's reason for giving the experiment this title, but in retrospect, it fits perfectly. I just want to point out the word doom, doom. has been used twice in this story already. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Zim Gee, came I wonder to... what, what time, uh, what story had to use the word doom many times, David? You've lost me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> doom, the lost game. Doom buggies. Zim came to select a few, me being one of them. He told us he was working on something big and that he needed people who could conf uh, keep uh, confidential and not spread idle gossip of his work. He's talking about his penis. While he did not fully trust some of us, he did know that we were professionals and that, God damn it, that was a stupid joke. For one reason or another, we were all in dire need of employment. His superman meat, if you will. Uh, I had worked at a local clinic as a doctor and I was caught stealing medication and promptly fired. Oh! oh. This, le mm. this left me, uh, left a very dark mark on my resume, so work was hard to find. I was also native to Alaska and lived near where the experiment would take place, so I guess I could say I was uh, a convenient choice. So you can imagine, I jumped at the opportunity. It was not hard to see, uh, it was not hard when I saw the payout. So very believable motivations on this person's part. I'd say so. It's kind of interesting because I just picture like um, Zim Zimmerman looking at a list and going, "Okay, we need to hire people with a criminal background who live in Alaska. Can we pull up a list of everybody with a criminal background and live in Alaska? <laughs> oh, and they happen to live nearby. Perfect. And they're all uh, in Scylla, but yeah. <laughs> Plus, in, uh, during this time, it's like it's the seventies, or no? Was it the seventies? Yeah, this is the seventy-one. Okay, so like. Drugs are very prevalent during this time. I, I, okay, this sounds weird to say, but I mean, it's the 70s, so right. uh, drugs are very, very popular. So seeing a doctor being like, hey, all my friends are doing... Aren't they still popular? I <laughs> Can we address one thing which is just a nitpick? Sure. It left a dark mark on his resume. I mean, who in their right mind would put that employer on their resume? <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah. As a doctor, though, and then you have. But would to... you put that on your resume? Stole medical <laughs> supplies. I don't, I don't know. There's some like resumes where it's like you have to say hmm. what, where you were employed at what times. Oh, and so, okay. so and so, I'd, I'd imagine that that would probably follow him around somewhat. I would put on that space for that time period. I would put was in a massive car accident for this period of time and was recovering. <laughs> 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 Certainly was not stealing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Health insurance sucks. I needed to, like, cover my medical expenses at the time. Hmm. And I just happened to be a doctor, so. <laughs> Did they have, like, uh, really good pain pills back then? Um, I wonder. Probably, right? Maybe Probably. he was just stealing, like, penicillin. Just, you know, That's no possible. reason. He was, was fucking them at cars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to purify the world. <laughs> I, oh. oh, he wants to purify the world too. Okay, good. See, this is perfect. This guy's hired. No, okay. I was. It could be like um, maybe he was trying to get um, medication for certain patients that can afford it or some shit like that. I are we? Are we? We're we're really going to bat for this guy. Yeah. yeah. 
15. Oh, well, I think we, I think we, <laughs> I think we feel bad for him since he's like, oh, I couldn't get it work elsewhere. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Plus he lives in Alaska. 15 yeah, of us just... were hired in total. Some were colleagues of his that had been working with him for a while. Some were maintenance workers, and a few were hired as private security. I was the only medical professional to be hired. It is still a wonder to me how he even how he even attained the funds necessary for the experiment. I would not be wholly surprised if his financing was not entirely legal. But legal or not, I needed the money, and he was paying. Looking back, it's the decision I have come to regret. Dun, dun, dun. You know, Just after so you know, there's going to be scary things. You know, after that DP... Doom. Doom. <laughs> buggy. Uh, after DP's penis joke, <laughs> private security <laughs> made me giggle. Uh. <laughs> there really is... <laughs> They were hired to work as condoms? <laughs> <laughs> they were hired to work as cock rings? Uh, Welcome to Undercooked Analysis 12-year-old edition. <laughs> the funny thing is, all I could picture was, I went to work in the giant tower and was told that I would have to work the shaft. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, after Zimmerman obtained his money... He used it to buy a relatively large plot of land deep in the frozen wilderness of Alaska. Do you think he also, I just want to interrupt here, do you think he might have also funded that experiment that created the happy puppet syndrome? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. <laughs> I was thinking more the experiment that uh, that caused uh, White Christmas. Oh. I was thinking he worked with a bunch of sleepy Russians. Ah. Maybe a gateway to the mind was involved. In Soviet Russia, nightmare has you. <laughs> and, and upon that piece of land, Zim built a concrete structure, not dissimilar to a bunker, in fact. Okay, so this is Happy Puppet Syndrome. Yep, yeah. this is definitely Happy Puppet Syndrome. I wish I had read it. Okay, we're done. Good night, everybody. Um, check us out on, on... The sole difference being that its goal was to keep any potential damage contained within the structure, rather than keeping it out, as he put it. Most of the structure dug underneath the earth, which had the effect of making the underground complex seem so much smaller than it really was from the outside, as would be expected. There was only one way of entering and leaving the underground structure, and it was via a ladder that led from a small, unassuming concrete building on the surface, which I will refer to from now on as the entrance building for convenience, <clears throat> to, to the network below. After everyone had gone to bed at night, the hatch that contained the ladder would be sealed off with a very large and thick metal lid. Zimmerman was very strict about this. Located not too far away from the entrance building was a series of wooden cabins that would serve as the sleeping quarters for the staff Zimmerman had hired. Okay, so since we brought up the uh, happy puppet syndrome, I think it's good to mention that already this is defeating happy puppet syndrome by leaps and bounds by actually Ooh. describing what's going on. Yes. Well, I noticed a couple yes. paragraphs... I don't want to read ahead, but I noticed a couple paragraphs down here. It says... The only entertainment we had in the bunker was YouTube videos from a man who would do tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> Careful there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, not not to you, to Kayla. Um, I, I accidentally kicked his um, uh, dick. Yes. It hurt. Twelve-year-old edition. <laughs> hey, hey, experiment heads. Um, oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh. Today we're gonna. Codify happiness. Oh shit, it's not working. Bye. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, is it my turn? Yep. 
Okay. Compared to entrance buildings standing on the surface, the underground system was massive. At the center of the complex was the control room. This is where all the facilities electronics, such as... And such. And such were linked to. Uh, this included... This is where all the facilities, electronics, and such were linked to. This include. That should oh. be a period. Yeah. Hmm. This included security cameras, lights, and doors control or door controls. Contro consoles, monitors, and computers lined the walls of the large central chamber. This is also where the ladder in the entrance building connected to the in to to in the underground complex. Wow. <laughs> It's like he really hates the Oxford comma. Like he really hates it with a burning passion. Um, oh, he kind of just man, hates commas. Man. To, uh, real quick, I'm going to do a quick uh, author check. Go for it. I, I assume it's a he, but... Credit to Zion J. Hmm. Or Zion J. It's spelled with a Y. Zimmerman J. Ha! <laughs> a lot of Does description. Story... I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. We're getting, Does the uh... story have an Israeli uh, agenda? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That's a leap. But here here it says consoles, monitors, and computers, and it's just straight up missing a comma. Hmm. Yep. And, you know, I'm all for uh, spelling mistakes and grammatical errors, if that fits the author, but this is a person who seemingly should know better. Right. Yeah. But, like, I was going to actually say, much like um, Slimebees pointed out, we are getting a lot of descriptive details about our location, which means... You, we're getting the impression this is all going to be knowing the layout and understanding it is going to be important later. Oh yeah, it's definitely what. At least it should be. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I, I saw them Check literally crucified layout. on the ceiling. <laughs> literally crucified. Oh god! I climbed the ladder. Yeah. It's uh, Chekhov's blueprints. <laughs> uh, so we're connected, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's your turn. Connected to the control room were three doors. One led to a smaller room that served as the infirmary. Another door led to a break room, and the last door led to the hallways. The hallways were where the complex began to feel extremely eerie. They were for some reason laid out in an extremely confusing scheme that led uh, in circles and to complete dead ends. These hallways were made up of a vast majority of complex and... Uh, of the complex and it would be very easy to get lost in the maze if you were unfamiliar with the complex. Mm -hmm. So if you take out the hall, the sentence the hallways were where the complex began, uh, began to feel extremely eerie, if you just took that out this whole thing would work better because we don't need to be told it's eerie. It's already telling yeah. you're already describing it. So Talk why are this. you just telling us what we should feel? You're already making us feel it, so don't tell us how to feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as it turns out, the complex is very complex. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you knew where you were going, you would find yourself standing by one of three eight-by-eight-foot rooms before long. Each room had a camera hooked up to one of the corners of the room, and all three of those cameras were connected... Wait. Each room had a camera hooked up to one of the corners of the room, and all three of those cameras were connected... I'm sure it's Could just Could it me. be four? Uh, no, there are three cameras. There's a camera, and I, it's a confusing syntax, oh, but three, the impression I'm getting three is... three rooms, one camera each, three cameras. Okay. Mm, and all uh, three of those cameras. Okay. We're connected two to... Two rooms, a... one camera. So, <laughs> so it's one camera per room. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Each room had a camera hooked up to one of the corners of the room, and all three of those cameras were connected to a corresponding monitor in the control room. Cameras were also scattered throughout the hallways so that whoever was watching their corresponding monitor could see anywhere they wanted to when they wanted to. See, this is why I wouldn't work on Midnight Marinara. It's too way too descriptive with hmm. the location it, that, yeah. to portray that. It it would be a really short episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was able to do other episodes that are really low-key dialogue, but this those are very character-driven. This is a very... This, so far, we're just getting setting. Yeah. I And the thing is, I think when I read it before, I don't recall it being a character-driven story anyway, so... I mean, it's very... And it's very it's 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 presenting itself as being very analytical. Yeah, it is. And when you watch the monitors, you have to be careful to watch each door into the security room <laughs> and turn on the light to check for people outside. Thick metal doors. Thick metal doors stood at the entrance to each of the three eight by eight rooms, and in order to open them, you would have to enter a four-digit code into a panel located near the door. That would make Five Nights at Freddy's a lot harder. Oh, God. You had to punch a door every time you wanted to punch a, punch a number into a door. I mean, you could punch a door. Five Nights You're at... You're so angry, you punch the door. Five Nights of the Harbinger ow. Experience. <laughs> Five Nights of the Harbinger Experience. <laughs> Welcome to Harbinger's Pizza. <laughs> Well, this place probably has better power supply since it's funded yeah. well. <laughs> funded by the mysterious Zim, Herman. Mm, yes. This is the weirdest episode of Invader Zim I've ever read, though. Me too. <laughs> that has a lot of weird episodes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... Zion J, as in Jonan. Vasquez. <gasps> <laughs> a right, well-known I... Zionist, yes. Sure, sure David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Kayla. I remember when I first arrived at the complex how badly the hallways frightened me. I have always been claustrophobic, you see, and those hallways were so very narrow. The noise, okay, more accurately, the lack of noise, was also oh, a tremendous source of fear for me in those bleak, narrow hallways. It was always so unnaturally silent, as if the entire world had stopped moving. It really made you feel like you were trapped down there. Thankfully, though, I only vent... Sure. I only rarely ventured into those hallways for I was the only medical professional in the facility and I had virtually no reason to go into them. Do we want uh, there to be an interesting description of noise or do we want there to be no noise? How do we feel? Um, I like the no noise idea. Cause I'm leaning, maybe this is my audio angle, but I'm leaning toward an interesting description of an unusual noise. I would rather that. Like maybe like a sort of weird tonal echo because of the curving, like the weird maze-like nature of these halls. Uh, that's but that's me though. Again, some someone farts at one of the dead ends and then it echoes down and it turns into like a demon growl by the time it reaches you. <laughs> no, it, well, actually, um, there's this uh one room that is meant to be dead silent. Like it is actually. Uh, it's soundproof. Right? It's completely soundproof, but it's made in a way where all you hear is silence, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And unless you make your own noise, uh, people cannot stay in that room for a very long time without of pure silence because it'll drive them insane. I've heard about this. You can actually like you sit in there long enough, and since there's no other sound anywhere, you start actually to hear like really loudly. The, the people have described hearing like their veins pulsing. See, mm. and that that intrigues me because the idea of um, no sound rather than at all 
rather than hearing something kind of creepy is actually kind of a unique thing because there does become a creepiness to no sound at all. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a fearful thing. So you're saying that you're not supposed to hear your pulse at all times? Well, because in the idea is you start to hear like your own body and you start to, then it's like you, you're wondering something has to happen. When's the shoe going to drop? It's kind of like when nothing, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's nerve wracking. It is a nerve wracking thing. And it can be just as nerve wracking as a mysterious sound. Yeah, no, it, work, it could work both ways, but that's, I mean, in the context of this story though, what about you, since you posed the question there, DP? How do you feel? I I don't have a problem with no noise. I just don't think it's appropriate here. I feel yeah. like contextually there should be something interesting. But I don't I don't know what's going on. Like all I know is like he's joined this experiment. We still don't know what this experiment is about. Yeah. yeah. It's about I don't I don't know. It's I have the experience. <laughs> the harbinger experience. It's <sighs> This is the most complicated uh, haunted house slash escape room I've ever seen. So that's what uh, it is. Who read last? Uh, that was Kayla, so it's you. Okay. In the beginning, I found it so peculiar that Zimmerman would ask for medical professionals like me on a project like this. But at the time, it was all over. By, but by the time it was all over, I understood why. The official purpose of the Harbinger experiment was to test and observe the effects of isolation on the human mind. Well, there you go. Hmm. This See? is okay. what was <laughs> this is what was listed on the reports being sent out, at least. But unbeknownst to all of us, we were uh, who were not participating uh, in the project, excluding the subjects. Their true purposes were much darker. So never mind. You're still wrong. Hmm. No, you're probably right. I, I'm always right. <laughs> it's all again. It's an experience. <laughs> like I said before, Zimmerman had always had an obsession with the occult and supernatural. He sought to prove himself to those who did not believe in him. That is, we're reaching into Spider-Man villain territory. <laughs> <laughs> he drank his own concoction and became, you know. So the, he's using the code name because his real name is Otto Octavius. There you go. He wanted he wanted physical proof that the supernatural was a real phenomenon, and he wanted to be the first one to attain said proof. The true purpose of the Harbinger experiment was to find was to find proof of the metaphysical, a world we could not see. The thought of doing this was naturally a tad bit daunting and even scary, but it was Zimmerman's method of doing so that was truly terrifying. Zimmerman believed that he would be able to open a portal between worlds momentarily allowing three random entities to cross over it to our world, and each one of these beings would be trapped within one of the three rooms. Um, how? I have a problem with this. Hmm. I do too. We're getting a lot of telling. The, the question, this is something that could be built up to. And it, it, what the, the funny thing is, it is built up. It, they keep saying he's interested in the occult, and you're like, ooh, what's... And it would have been better shown than suddenly, like, this is what's his plan all along. Like what? Yeah. Kind of the down let let down. <laughs> you, is you there do like have a funnel to, under? Oh, go ahead. Uh, you do have to account for the fact that this is being wrote, uh, written in past tense, so this person already knows what happens, and so you have to deal with how are you going to build to that, or should you build to that, or should you get it all out there? Right. Either way, all right. I'm fine with it if 
it's justified later. Tell me all you want right now, but you better describe how this can be facilitated, the mechanics of this later. Yeah. It's you can the, take like, this shoe off now, but a, a bigger one has to drop later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, especially building off the silence metaphor. The one, the one, you know, uh, medical shoe that you have has to drop with the big, mm, huge, mm-hmm. thick sole. <laughs> medical um, shoe? There you go with your the, crazy descriptions of, <laughs> of clothing again. <laughs> no, you have to, you have to say that in a British in accent. Your medical shoes. You have to say that in a British British accent. You have to go medical shoe. Boy, <laughs> some of this is purple prose, and the rest is just like regular people talk. That was Australian, oh. but you get the oh. idea. Oh, shots fired! <laughs> you kind of sound Australian there, actually. Oh, blimey! <laughs> Good eye, Bruce. Oh, we're gonna read some creepy pasta, right? No, no, it's creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. Kangaroo, get out of the pen! Woo! Goodbye, everybody. No. <laughs> yeah, I loved. I love when um I hear Ben's uh who is our British friend say, "Oh, it's creepy pasta." I'm like, "You mean pasta?" I actually fucked with him on that recently. I'm like, "You say pasta." Creepy pasta. He's like, "It's Ew. pasta." I'm like, "No, it's pasta." And they spell it with a U, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's two. P U A. Oh my god. People, people listening to this are probably tearing their hair out. Uh, Zimmerman... Well, I, I just wanted to make one comment. How do you... Go for I, it. I don't know if this will be explained, but I'm wondering how you open a single portal and get entities into three separate rooms. I don't know. You do what... Um, you do what... Oh, what was his name? Ivo Shandor did and build a huge you know, building in the middle of New York City and then, okay. you know, <laughs> you know, eventually get, you know, everything in position so when the prof time of prophecy comes around goes or the traveler comes through. So you don't do like Wiley e. Coyote and put a big bowl of supernatural entity chow in the middle of each room? Well, to each their own, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could work. Well, let's see what, let's see what, maybe, maybe there's a method, there's a technique. Um, Zimmerman had the theory that any entity would try to latch onto the nearest living thing that had the capacity for it. He wanted to use this technique to trap a spirit in a physical form by allowing it to enter a living being that had been injected with com- a compound mixture of Zimmerman's creation. Oh. So you're right. It is a... Uh, uh, but how does he open the portal? Supernatural chow. Hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah, that's basically right. <laughs> Looking to hire three people. Must have the last name chow. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make it. Um, you're- it's my turn. Yeah. In theory, this compound would keep the entity from simply leaving whatever it was attached to. The only way it would be able to leave a host who had been injected with the compound was through death. Oh. Okay, so we already know what happens. According to Zimmerman, the host would have to be something living, with a will strong enough to survive the possession. And there is only one known species that possess the amount of will required for this. Humans. Parrots. bonobos? DP, if you know what happens, rate it in the Skype chat. Well, someone's going to die and the thing's going to get out. God damn it, DP. I was saying in the Skype <laughs> chat, so you... Yeah, for the people Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they would not be able to predict what's going to happen. Okay. The lights are going to go out and the windows are going to break and then suddenly... Uh, uh, suddenly Everyone's going to be poop and blood. I still keep thinking of the cube every time I read this, though. Like hmm. every time I read more and more, I'm like I'm thinking of the cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling. 
<clears throat> definitely feeling the cube. Zim had also done something to ensure that the entities would not only enter the three rooms, that there would be only uh, one entity in each room. Though I cannot say I know what exactly he did. In fact, I know next to nothing when it comes to how Zimmerman managed to do what he did. He liked to keep his methodologies a secret to, most, uh, to his most trusted and himself most likely due to his paranoia that someone could steal his ideas and take credit for the success of said ideas. Mm. Are we okay with this justification? No. no. It's, it, uh, unless we kind of see some something akin to a demonstration, like we get to see something happen where we see a portal open and some... It doesn't have to go into huge detail. It just means that, like, a machine was turned on, or you know a summoning what? circle was drawn, I, or some combination of both. Yeah. You know what this sounds like to me? Hold yeah, go ahead. I, I, I can't argue with what's been said, but there is something off about this. Mm-hmm. So maybe someone can come up with a reason, but I, I mean, like, technically that's a good justification for why he can't explain the shit, is he's not, like, in the inner circle. Right, but it frustrating as to us as readers yes oh yeah but not for and the ma- reason ma- it should be you know what but this may- maybe it is i don't know maybe it is frustrating for good reasons i don't know i just realized what this sounds like to me it's basically the equivalent of um uh there's there's a phrase and i, uh, I can't think of it but like before people will write out scripts they'll just write an outline i think that's it it's the outline it's the outline for it feels like an outline for a movie because there's no dialogue, there's no specifics that's happened yet. It's just a lot of. Have you realized that really nothing has happened? Yeah, he's just explaining. It's all been explanation up to this point. Again, this I is being say, presented. Mm-hmm. Huh? I oh, would say more like a uh, design document for a horror video game. Yeah, describing the layout of the maze-like area. You know, and you know, in a way, that's sort of cool because I like it when one medium affects another medium Hmm. so the idea of like having video games affect how we write is interesting in the same way that photography has affected how people paint and and things like that I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing maybe it just shows the interest of the of the author Hmm. maybe the author maybe this is telling us that the author likes video games I (laughs) want to make two quick points one is that I feel like at some point he's going to say Zimmerman also was so paranoid that he kept the keys to each room in various other rooms, and you'd have to search in cabinets <laughs> and on top of things. Like video game mechanics. And, uh, they weren't keys. It's an they escape room. Keys. They weren't keys. They were key cards. There you go. And um, <laughs> the other thing is, I, the reason I am sort of questioning this part about the paranoia is that he just told us so much you know, about what Zimmerman is planning to do and how. Th- mm-hmm. Then it comes to, and I don't know anything more because he was super paranoid and wouldn't tell anybody anything. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, how did you know that he was planning to trap three entities and three bodies using a concoction in three separate rooms after opening a portal? I mean, you know, Harbin- the, part, the Harbinger- part that you don't Har- know about is this one part. You know, I don't know. Harbinger advocate. I'm going to play Harbinger advocate here. Yeah. I think that this person was probably mid level and understood some of the stuff. Hmm. That's why, I mean, it seems like he's a lab tech and he's not, like, the the researcher, like, here, do this thing with test tubes that you know how to do since you went to college for this, probably. Yeah, you're the one medical 
specialist I, here. I, so. I agree, but I think it's kind of executed a bit poorly. I think it would be better okay. if he would have just said... I think it probably would have been better if he just said, I only knew so much because... Uh, um, because uh, like I'm dumb. Said, not, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I only knew so much because um, I was just given knowledge for whatever task I had to complete rather than all the details he was concerned with. Uh, should we, I mean, hopefully a lot of these questions we're having will come right. up, you know, be answered as we go along, right. so. The strangest question oh. is why someone with a history for stealing drugs knows about the paranoid guy's drug concoctions, but. <laughs> <laughs> so who was up next? Was it me or? Uh, I think it is you. Yes, oh. it is. Oh. And oh. if I had known is the thing we're up That's here. the one. If I had known that this was the true purpose before I signed up, I may have reconsidered. But Zimmerman decided not to tell us until we were all gathered at his fortress. Even if, even if any of us wanted to leave, I doubt we would have been allowed to do so. The security team Zimmerman had hired was loyal to him and the payout. It's not unlikely that Zimmerman had given them the order to not allow anyone to leave. I suddenly picture, I can't picture Zimmerman as anything but Dr. Wiley at this point. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, you know how there was a bin, you could tell there was a hint of like sarcasm early on. Mm -hmm. I like that this appears when he says calls it a fortress. Yeah. Well, you signed. I just picture him being like, "Well, you signed up for this, you dumb fucks." <laughs> You're already on our pay scale. Do you have a problem with it? And to me, I don't know why he has that voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Dr. Wiley. Hello, everybody. Oh my God, <laughs> that's kind of frightening. Who did that? That was that was that was, that was Mr. Pellet. Wolf. No. <laughs> yes. That's a really good Kermit the Frog impression. I'm Thank gonna you kill you. <gasps> Guess whose face you're gonna be seeing right before you die? Yay! I'm just imagining Kermit the Frog with like a. Uh, uh, Oh, leather face mask on. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, cuts the bottom into the sheer to, like, cover up his, like, little flappy things. <laughs> I think it would be more funny if it was more disturbing. I'm sorry. If it was, like, Miss Piggy's face that's just been sliced. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's, just, he's just covered in other Muppets. <laughs> oh, other Muppet. Uh, for, or not. <laughs> Muppet. He'd, he wouldn't Muppet be leather felt. face, he'd be Muppet face. Or felt face. You don't, know what, you don't want to know where I'm wearing Gonzo's nose. Oh. oh, my God. Okay, so if we have any fans out there that are good artists, please draw this. <laughs> this is amazing. But, yeah, okay. Like I, We've actually had a couple pieces of uh, Undercooked-inspired uh, fan art I've seen. Yeah. Do, you still have, do we still have Hitler in a Frozen? We still have Hitler doing do we, Let It Go. Do we, do we have that yet? What do you mean? Does it have someone? Anyone? Yeah, oh, yeah, someone's done that. <gasps> I want to see. I'm this. gonna I'm gonna drop a proper credit at the end here because I I'm looking at the story and I can't pull it up. But um, thank you for that. It it exists and it's on the midnight. It was on posted on the Midnight Marinara page on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hitler Elsa is a thing. Also hamburgers. Oh, somebody drew hamburgers. Someone drew hamburgers. I have to take a look at that. I'm gonna share those with with. I you didn't guys. see either of those, but Chelsea did make. Uh, did take my drawing lessons on how to draw tits. Hmm. That's great. <laughs> uh, um, but now there were. I'm just. You know how. You know how Kermit like flips out and does like the hand waving. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining that with a chainsaw. 
<laughs> it's perfect. This idea is perfect. Uh, oh, this is this is wonderful. Okay, I think our, oh, if we're gonna get through this, this is this is too much fun. This is gonna be an extra long episode. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, we were we're like not even halfway through. Oh Jesus Christ! There were okay, let's let's burn through here. All right, there were three different. We'll get let's get to the next page break before we actually yeah. stop because it said this story has page breaks. There were three different subjects included in the experiment. All were native to Alaska, and each one was lured into the project under the belief that they would be participating in a harmless study of the effect of isolation on the human mind. Yeah, that's a harmless study, mm. as I mentioned before. Which is why none of the subjects objected when they realized that they would be confined to one of three rooms that I mentioned earlier. Uh, the first subject was a young man. He was apparently out of work and desperately needed the money that had been offered for participating in the study. The second was a woman. By looking at her, I could tell she was an addict of some sort. I, she would have gotten her fix, but I had stolen all the drugs already. The third <laughs> and final subject was an older man, a drifter if I had to guess. One thing that they all had in common was that none of them had any family or friends left. <laughs> in short, no one would miss them, which is why they were chosen for the project. Wow. I'm sorry. I wish I could supply more information about the subjects, but all of this has been drawn from memory, and all I was given was little information on the three to begin with. The experiment did not officially begin until 1987, 16 years after its original announcement. I was eager to begin, so I packed up and headed out to the complex as soon as I could. I arrived at the complex a week before the subjects had even signed up, and a whole month before the project even began. I was not the first to arrive by any means. When I got there, Zimmerman, his colleagues, and the security team had already arrived. I suppose you could say I was the first among the people Zimmerman did not trust to arrive. Everyone had arrived about a week before the experiment began. There was a noticeable rift between those who were simply there for the money, like me, and those who were followers of Zimmerman. Hmm. A bit oh, okay, so these two last uh, little paragraphs are pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the, the divide is cool, because we're finally getting uh, a setting. And, and, you know, let's be fair to this. We're, we're stopping in between and analyzing it. If we were reading it, maybe the pace would be a little bit better. Maybe we're kind of like shooting this pacing in the foot by reading it the way we are. I have nothing wrong with the pacing of the story, necessarily. We're, we're just stopping and bullshitting every so often. Right, yeah, so yeah. like, Do you think it might benefit us more if we just read through and then stop between the... Because uh, there are actually pauses. Well, I mean, if we want to stop, if you want to like... It's going to be hard because then we'd have to dial back. If something really, really grabs us... I think we yeah. should. I think yeah. we should address it. But Wait. also the uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, Slimy. But then nope. Okay. <laughs> well, you're kicked out of the call. It's but you're the one recording, so shit. <laughs> but it's it's not my turn. I don't think. Oh, it's mine. Uh, On October fifteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, <laughs> all the preparations were in place. Wait, 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 what? wait, 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 wait. This was wasn't this nineteen seventy-one. I think yeah. no, it started, it, but then yeah. it said it didn't officially begin right. later on. Sixteen uh -huh. years after its original announcement. Oh, okay. So, it, oh, it took them a while to build the complex. Then. No, wait. Instead of correcting that, let's just plow ahead as if it's the author's mistake. <laughs> wow. Right, let's do that then. <laughs> Acknowledging this just doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Not to cut. Sorry, sorry, dear. What, are you really setting the story in October, like? You couldn't be any more ham-fisted that this is a scary story. 
Hey, Fuck hey. It. Let's, pl- let's plow on. They're this not worth science our time. dealing with the occult. On October 15, 1987, all the preparations were in place. The subjects had been sealed in their rooms, the cameras, lights, and speakers were fully operational, and all the staff members had settled in. Time had come for the experiment to officially begin. Zimmerman asked everyone to report to the control room around 9 p.m. to witness the beginning of the experiment. He wanted everyone to be present when he proved all of his theories had been correct and that he had not just been a madman. He wanted us all to see the fruits of his labor. And to see the size of his penis. <laughs> when everyone had finally gathered in the large control room, Zimmerman turned to us and simply said, Observe. <laughs> he, then t- he then turned back to us, <laughs> leaned into the microphone that, the proje- uh, that projects his voice through the three rooms, and then began chanting in a strange language I feel certain no one but Zimmerman could understand. Uh, he wanted to... Okay, so he wanted to prove to everyone that was present that his theories had been correct. Bullshit. Science is falsifiable. <laughs> Fuck you, Zimmerman. Oh, <laughs> science. Zimmerman cares more about his ego. Like I said, he's compensating for something with all of this. Hmm. Again, he's trying to prove that his penis is big. He's just injecting it with saline. <laughs> it's becoming all gross and deformed. That's where the story's going. Do Do we want to know what's in that compound he's going to inject? Well, how would you bet that this this is Viagra? The, this is how the research went down when creating um, uh, oh, uh, what is it? What's it called? The blue pill. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Viagra. Viagra. Yeah, that's yeah. it. This is how it went down when creating Viagra. <laughs> so, Viagra is supernatural in origin. No one so, can have an erection that lasts that long. <laughs> so we'll press on, but whether it's good or bad, we're starting to get an idea of how this is happening because of the chanting and everything. So that's yeah, good. So that's good. We Sorry. all. Ab- what? Did uh, I step I on somebody just... or? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was trying to get your attention. Go oh. ahead. We all observed the three large monitors on the wall, silently waiting for something to happen. The subjects all stood in their room, dumbstruck by Zimmerman's chanting. I thought they were drugged. Staring at... that may just be me. Staring at the monitors with confused expressions on their faces. They were staring at the cameras, but yeah. Oh, why why is this my paragraph? (laughs) Now I'm sorry. After about five minutes, I felt something awful. I cannot explain exactly what it was, but a horrible feeling of dread washed over me, riddling me with fear. It was then that the ground actually began to shake subtly, and the lights began to flicker. Zimmerman continued chanting into the microphone as if nothing was off or wrong, while the subjects began dashing around their rooms, screaming for help. Then, suddenly, the ground stopped shaking, and the monitor's image turned to static. The air began to become very heavy as we all stared at the monitors, waiting for them to regain their image and show us what was happening or had happened in those three rooms. And then a skeleton popped out when the Ah. static went away. Some, a bone of some sort popped out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, for a while, all was silent. But then there was screaming. The screams of a woman going through unbearable pain and terror began to echo through the compound. The similar screams of men began to coincide with woman's terrified screams. And together they mixed into an awful symphony of pain and fear that beat mercilessly into our ears with purple prose. <laughs> the, the puppets were flailing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> with chainsaws uh, you can't you can't have purple prose and then leave out the <laughs> well, come on. 
Those of us who were here for the money began to give each other scared looks with, while those loyal to Zimmerman seemed completely unfazed. We wanted to leave and never come back to this awful place, but we all knew deep down that Zimmerman would never allow that to happen. We were here for the long haul. There was no escape. Hmm. It was 10.30, uh, 10.13 p.m. When, we, when the screaming finally stopped. The monitors had yet to reveal to us what had occurred in those three rooms. As soon as the screaming ended, Zimmerman stood and dismissed us all for the night, adding that we were all forbidden to come back into the compound until 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, not like any of us wanted to. All, um, we all uh, solemnly made our way out of the compound and towards the cabins and settled in for the night. I feel it is safe to say that uh, that's not what... not. Ah, I feel that's safe to say that not all of us slept well that night. And I was not um, hmm. not one of them. So I feel well. it is safe. Yes, I feel it is safe to say, not all of us slept well that night, and I was not one of them. Uh, okay, so he slept well. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, <the> yeah. point. <laughs> I was like, I slept this like shit a baby out. after that. My conscience was clear. I'm just a medical professional. <laughs> the following morning. Yeah. All of the staff had arrived at the entrance building. We all stood inside, exchanging tired or nervous looks as we waited for Zimmerman to arrive and open the hatch that concealed the ladder. I could see palpable, f I could see palpable fear, in the eyes of some of us, while others did not seem to have, did not seem to have been even remotely affected by what happened last night. Zimmerman showed up five minutes after ten, apologizing for his tardiness as he came through the door of the entrance building. He opened the hatch and, without any hesitation, began descending the ladder downwards into the black abyss. He almost seemed enthusiastic. Eh. Mm. Eh. I try not to be hard on stories, but I don't, I don't appreciate that. That he was, you don't appreciate that he was enthusiastic, or no, just how I, I see, you know, someone who's been entirely enthusiastic about proving what he's doing, and you know, doing this multi-million-dollar probably thing, you know, now he, you know, now it's like he almost seemed enthusiastic. I mean, was he not before? I don't know. You'd and, think he would be there like early o'clock, waiting for everyone else to show up, and just be like, "Come on, come on." I mean, like you know. <laughs> From beginning to end during the project, I imagined him being enthusiastic, but you know, maybe here. that's just me, you know, inferring my own thing. Okay, and, I don't you know, know the that thing of can... seeing palpable fear is like, uh, you know, yeah, palpable means you can touch it, right? Yes, yeah. generally, gen 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 generally. Jeez. Well, I don't. Yeah, slime beast. I disagree with you. I don't think he can keep an erection for more than four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Consult your Dr. Zimmerman. <laughs> he was enthusiastic to have I, it last I, that long. I swear that that name rings a bell, though. 16-year boner. I'm still trying to identify why he's called Zimmerman. What the... Anyway. Um, I, <laughs> I was the first to follow behind Zimmerman's dark descend, descent into the facility. It seemed like the further I climbed down, the more the darkness closed in on me, as if it were trying to swallow me whole. And as I climbed deeper... I couldn't help but feel that this place was different somehow. Well, before there was only the unsettling concrete hallways and rooms, now there was something else. Something made the eeriness feel so real and personified. I felt like a horrible and gruesome scene awaited us down there, 
but I continued climbing downward, despite my fear and my hesitation. This was no longer just a spooky bunker. There was darkness and malevolence in the air. A true evil now lived here, and I could feel it. We all could. By the way, is it George Zimmerman that you're thinking of? Maybe. Or, you know, the first thought that actually just it just dawned on me, there was a character in a... um, Oh, gosh. The author... Uh, John Belair's book, The House of the Clock and Its Walls. Hmm. Um, that was named Mrs. Zimmerman. Ah. And that was a, that's a good book, by the way. I recommend it. Uh, so... It's me. Uh, hold on, though. Uh, oh, my God. Come on. Find where... Oh, something made the eeriness feel real. Um, Wasn't it... Eeriness is a feeling. Of course, you're... So were you, have, like, faking eeriness? <laughs> the eeriness before was Like, fake. oh, I'm so creeped out. I didn't appreciate all the, like, uh, you know, wacky, waving Frankenstein inflatables and, and <laughs> flat bats and you know, sound and light react props that Zimmerman had put around everywhere. That was fake eeriness, though. (laughs) Zimmerman ran up to us and yelled, close your eyes, close your eyes quickly. He held out a bowl and said, these are eyeballs. Put your hand in. (laughs) Look, the supernatural. (laughs) I mean, don't look. Just feel the supernatural. (laughs) So I thought, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so who is it now? But yeah. Oh, yeah, it's me. Hey, you you just interrupted me like I interrupted you. Well, it's what happens when we're not all in the same room. Let's see how many times I can interrupt people. Yay. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I found, uh, I finally felt my foot touched ground and let out a silent sigh of relief to be on solid ground. Almost as if on cue, the light bulbs came alive, dousing the room in their warm and welcome light. Zimmerman must have turned on the power, I thought. No shit. Hmm. I allowed myself to take a couple of seconds to examine the control room. I was exactly as we had left it last night, for which I gave a silent and thankful prayer. It was almost as if nothing unusual had ever happened. I shook myself from my thoughts as I remembered the static film monitors from the night before. I let my eyes slowly make their way towards the monitors on the wall, anticipating the grim and fearful scenes that would be on them. Uh... Well, let's keep going. My attention was grabbed by the monitor, um, by monitor one and three, which were uh, still pure static. It would allow. Uh, it would have been a small relief, but the motionless image on the monitor caught uh, on monitor two caught my eye. Room two was entirely still, and everything seemed entirely untouched. But I couldn't help but grasp, uh, gasp as I noticed the only thing that was different. The woman lay in the center of uh, the small concrete uh, room. An expression of fear and terror was frozen into her gaunt face as she lay silent and lifeless on her back. Gaunt. I need to look up the definition of gaunt. Gaunt being like... I am disappointed. DP, I am disappointed. Gaunt adjective lean and haggard, especially... Because of suffering, hunger, or age. Okay. I was going to say, I am gaunt. <laughs> You're not gaunt. Well, I wasn't before. Oh, you mean when you are the pasta shade, you're gaunt? The pasta shade could be described as gaunt, and I'm not the pasta shade. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so 
I wonder how long it took for this woman to die. I wonder if she was gaunt in 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wonder if they were pumping air into that room because, you know, she might suffer from carbon dioxide. She might be gaunt with the wind. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, let's stop doing let's stop doing this joke. We've I'm, gone to the well too many times. I'm a little disappointed that DP didn't come in with his uh, statement from a previous story, where he said about someone lying in the center of the concrete room on her back and saying, you know, then they got up slowly and asked, "Do you want to see my head come off?" <laughs> yes. I, I was expecting it, but he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you could have done it and then said that they were stealing from you. <laughs> gaunt, um, I, I, yeah, but. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, negative gaunty. <laughs> negative gaunty? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm re you know what? Do, oh, the, the next paragraph is yours. The beloved Disney character Gaunty the Mouse is <laughs> fucking starving to death. <laughs> no, that's a Dozenoid character. A dozenoid oh, yeah. there, you there you go. Please make that a Dozenoid character. Let's get to that fucking page break. Yeah. Zimmerman, ex Zimmerman expression turned angry when he saw this. I feel like... I, I just want to make a quick statement and I'll move on. I feel like you can sort of see maybe that this was written in one sitting and the author may be getting you know, tired as they go on. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Zimmerman expression turned angry when he saw this. He ordered that second monitor to be turned off. And it was. We didn't ask why. It's not like any of us wanted to see the dreadful scene any longer. He also ordered that if the images in monitors 1 and 3 did not return within the next two hours, the security team would be sent to investigate the rooms. The security team nodded at hearing this. They made it seem as if they had no fear, but I could see it in their eyes. It was palpable. <laughs> the subtlety... The subtlety... The subtly loud tick-tock of the clock was the only sound that echoed through the control room while I stared at the monitors. Tick-tock on the clock. An hour and 50 minutes had gone by, and static was still all that occupied monitor one and three. All the other staff members were working except me. This was due to the fact that the project had been completely, completely injury-free thus far, hmm. so I essentially had nothing to do but wait for someone to hurt themselves. Huh. <laughs> Oh, man, I really hope someone's face gets ripped off. I can fix that. <laughs> so can I. <laughs> so now it's uh, Lester? Yes. Okay. Uh, you can read these two. Okay. The, yeah, the, yeah. the dinky little paragraph. I was going to say, Zimmerman, a couple of his colleagues, and I were the only ones that occupied the room. They quietly chatted amongst each other on the other side of the room while I spent my time reading and pondering the situation I currently found myself in. I clearly made a mistake coming here. The corpse lying in room, room two. Oh, it's like, what? The corpse lying in room two was evidence enough of this, and God only knew what awaited us in rooms one and three. Hmm. My thoughts were soon interrupted as monitor three's image returned. It was a clear image now displayed on the screen. Uh, the clear image displayed on the now displayed on the screen made everyone's eyes noticeably widen. What was displayed on the monitor was horrifying. A humanoid thing stood in the center of the room, staring directly at the camera, unmoving. It was wearing the jumpsuit that made the subject uh, that made subject three. Mm. It was wearing the jumpsuit that Subject 3 had been issued, but this clearly was not the, only, uh, the same man who had entered the room. What caught my attention first was its eyes. 
They were solid black and twice the size of normal human eyes. So they seemed. So endless and so cold, its head had grown with the eyes in such a symmetrical and unsettling manner. The, um, the being had also shed all of its hair uh, it once had, and even from the monitor I could see how unnaturally smooth and clean its skin was. It had also seemingly grown in heightened stature, which could have been, uh, which could be seen in the fact that the jumpsuit was now obviously far too small for its wearer. The limbs had grown especially long, and its arms hung almost as low as the creature's knees. Hmm. Again, this is why I wouldn't make a good Midnight Marinara, because it's very, very descriptive. I, I do want to Paul, I do want to take a moment to like talk about this monster, but um, not Cassie's not the only one who needs to pee here. Can we take a quick break? Sure. Yeah, let's all reconvene soon, all right, though. We'll be right back then. Cassie is. Yeah. Aww. So to be clear, we're asking a dog what they think of the story. Yes. Is this going to be a regular Cassie. guest on <laughs> Undercut Analysis? What do you think of the Harbinger experience? Do you like the Harbinger experiment? What do you? Cassie, how do you feel? Do you like it? Do you not like it? She's looking at me doing the dog thing where she's trying to figure out what I'm saying. Like turning happen? her head side to side. What would happen if you said to her, <laughs> want to go to Alaska? Want to go to Alaska? <laughs> oh. <Aww. laughs> she does. She does. <laughs> do you like the Harbinger experiment? Oh, she just hung her head low, so I don't think she does. <laughs> She's with me then, anyway. <laughs> so, during the break, I assume we're getting back to this, I am recording again. During the break, okay. Kayla and I deciphered the ending of the story. Oh, good. Yeah. What did you learn? Because no, Tell no. us what happens in no, no. chat. No, no. No, no. So, I, I guess, uh, is everybody ready, or? Uh, guess who just left the room? Cassie? No. I, Cassie's taking Kayla's place. Oh, okay. Kayla left you, want room. Take, you want to take Kayla's place? Rodney, we were looking at Boy, am I glad that he's frozen in there and that we're out here. Out here and that he's frozen in there and that we're <laughs> in there. He's the sheriff. <laughs> that he's the sheriff. Have you seen the slime beast? Yes. I think oh, one of you yes. linked it to me. So. Yes, we're all on the same page. Uh, For once in our lives. And he's Yay. the sheriff and... I just remembered we're in there. <laughs> you do that. So that, that, that that's that too isn't good. Perfect. That David isn't perfect, is a really good voice actor. Really good. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Can you say something like, uh, let's see. Can you say, "Golly gee, Velma, why don't you get some fucking contacts?" Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Cassie. Can you? <laughs> Cassie, can you say purple froze? Cassie, can you say purple prose? Can you? <laughs> she's just like... she, she's speaking in like intervals that I can't predict. Hmm. Oh, I heard I heard her earlier, so it's okay. This is um, this has been um, <laughs> analysis fe featuring our new mascot, Cassie the German Shepherd. <laughs> just on YouTube, just put up a giant that picture I sent you. I will. That there should be go. the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no more suitable image for undercooked analysis this particular episode than the picture of Cassie just looking cute. 
Oh my god. By the way, she is an adoption from the security team at Zimmerman's bunker. <laughs> is she is she smile dog? Oh. Yeah. Just put the smile smile dog filter on there. Just <laughs> put a gradient of black and red. <laughs> uh, spread the word. So shall we are we ready? <laughs> Let's yeah. fucking Yeah, okay. <laughs> can we can we okay, can we actually talk for a second or do we want to get to the page break before we actually talk about the the creature? I don't know. I don't know, David, you want to talk about the story in the middle of it? I'm not sure if that's you know, what we usually do. Uh, <laughs> how much farther till the next page break? Holy shit. Oh god. Talk about the what? monster. Let's talk about the monster and then move the fuck on. Okay. It's talk, talk about the Yara Yahoo or whatever the fuck. It's a boring monster. I think it's boring. I just we've seen it before. Yeah, I don't like it. Hmm. Alright, let's move on. Alright. Alright. It's basically the rake. What we were looking at was in no way the same man we had sent inside. Oh shit. Fear. Fear was all I felt as I continued to stare into the monitor at the thing in the room. And my fear starting a sentence with and Ugh I I'm trying not to and my fear seemed to be shared by those around me, which made me feel kind of good. It may sound awful, but it was a bit satisfying to see that Zimmerman and his colleagues could feel fear too. But at the same time, it was worrying because this showed that this was not part of Zimmerman's plan. Something had gone wrong. It was Scarecrow's fear toxin running through the whole place. <laughs> uh, we all stared at the monitor, at the thing, despite our fear. It was almost as if we were in a trance. My already present fear began to grow and spread rapidly through my body as it became lost in the creature's eyes, trapped in its terrifyingly hypnotic gaze. After what felt like forever, I managed to break eye contact with the creature and divert, divert my attention from the monitor, and when I did so, I felt my fear levels drop considerably. Mind if I read the next one? Since Go for it. After a short while, Zimmerman ordered his security team to make their way to Subject 1's door, just as he said he would do. The security team left without question, armed only with batons and pistols. Batons? B batons! <laughs> they went to Baton Rouge. No, 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 batons! <laughs> <laughs> I focused my attention on watching the men progress through the hallways towards subjects one room, uh, Subject 1's room without a possessive s via the cameras even though the not so high quality cameras even through the not so high quality cameras it was hard to tell that these men were not afraid of what awaited them <laughs> their heads were downcast as they walked it wasn't hard to tell that these men were afraid never mind of what awaited them their heads were downcast as they walked they did not possess the same confidence within them they did when the project began they look. I don't know if I'm like just reading this poorly or if it's this, written weird. A little from column A, a little from column that's, B. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm in they the mood to like, help you, dude, but you ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> they were in the scared. Uh, they were. They look like they were scared boys being sent off to a terrible war. Well, as I just say to a good quickly. War. I much more appreciate they were in the scared as a sentence. <laughs> they were in, in the, the scared. scared. I, I like that a lot more. <laughs> It's like a joke. I'm not even kidding. Stop it, son. You are doing me a frighten. <laughs> <laughs> you are giving me a spook. <laughs> you gave me a fright. Stop it, friend. You are doing me a concern. <laughs> Eventually, they made it to the door. We had a per uh, we had perfect vision of them. 
we had perfect vision of them and the door uh, and the door via the hallway camera. I'm going to read that sentence again. We had perfect vision of them and the door via the hallway camera. Hmm. Uh, one of them said something through one of their walkie talkies and made a motion towards the camera. In response, one of Zimmerman's colleagues buzzed the door open. The men already had their pistols out by the time the button was pushed. Hmm. Hmm. Let's continue on. But man, yeah, approach we, SCP-173. Uh, <laughs> slowly the door began to open. We all watched eagerly as the men began to approach the door, guns aimed inside. Suddenly, and without warning, there was a loud shriek. And as something bounded out of the room at the men, the monitor turned to static. Immediately, we could hear screaming echoing down the hallways, followed shortly after by the distinct sound of gunshots. We could do nothing but wait. After a couple minutes, the screaming and gunshots stopped. We all waited and prayed, hoping that whatever bounded at them from the room would not be the one to return to, would not be the one to return to the control room. On on Slimebee's point of this writer wrote this in one sitting and got bored with it and got tired of it. All we could do, uh, we could do nothing but wait. <laughs> That's what you write when you're like, I don't want to describe this scene. <laughs> right. That's, uh... I can understand yep. that, because, you know, who knows when he started writing this, and maybe he didn't, you know, after a while he was like, oh, God, how, how far am I through the story? <laughs> Have I gotten to <laughs> I the scary part it. yet? Yeah. Is this the scary part? After a couple more minutes, three of the men came back, carrying with them the corpse of the fourth. He had massive cuts covering his chest and his face was shredded. You couldn't even tell who he was anymore or even that he was human. I was used to gore being a doctor and all, so I felt somewhat unfazed by the massive shredded flesh and bloodied meat they carried with them. But many of the others were pale and vomited. The security team were, all wore emotionless expressions and eyes filled with terror. One of the men finally looked up at us. He stared at us for a while while those wide eyes of his, it's dead, he finally managed to mutter in a shaken and scared voice. The security team all wore emotionless expressions and their eyes were filled with terror. Uh, um, so are you guys kind of understanding? I'm not wearing I'm not wearing any clothes except for a black suit. <laughs> Love Slenderman, come soon. When send, when you it's like that thing where where you pull off Slenderman's suit, there's just another suit underneath. <laughs> That was my oversuit. <laughs> uh, his body looks like a suit. His body is a suit. It goes like this. Suit, suit, suit of armor, suit again. <laughs> it just cycles suit, that suit, endlessly. Suit. Oh my god. So, are we getting to the point where we can just officially shit on this story? Yes. yes. Oh, no. Okay. Because you know, here's the thing. I was willing to come back to this and be like, why do I have such negative memories of this story? And now you all understand why. This is this is boring. <laughs> this is boring. I feel like it could have it, it and this is, you know, not just said lightly, but it could have been a lot shorter in that it still would have worked if it had been a lot shorter. Yeah. You you know, I could see this being a good film. Like, well, I mean even then I don't know if it would be that good a film to well, be honest. But I mean but I mean Think of it this way, like, it is very descriptive, and 
like if you if you saw this on film, it'd probably be very fascinating if done well or done right. But when you're reading it, it's just it's hard. I'm like I'm getting tired. Mm. Like this is actually exhausting to read. It doesn't help me reading this late at night, but <laughs> yeah, and I know, I know. But even then, I'm like, this is midnight is the only time. Oh, uh, so yeah, just sentences like the security team all wore emotionless expressions and their eyes were filled with terror. Just kind of like, just takes me straight the fuck out of the story. Mm. There's been a lot of places where I've just been taken straight out of the story, and that's that's just one of many at this point. Yeah, and and they just compound. It's like a concussion. It just gets worse every time, and I'm just like, nope, can't. Flaccid. I zoned not, out not for happening. a few paragraphs. Yeah. And then I came back and I'm like, oh, did I miss anything? No. Apparently not. <laughs> I, I just think wanted... that uh, the problems are amplified by the fact that the beginning was, you know, for lack of a better term, mostly flawless. Mm-hmm. You know, like in terms of, you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing we could really pick out as saying that's a bad sentence or that's weird or that's, you know. Yeah, it, it the took setup a while was fine. for us to get into it and start to do that. So. Yeah. Setup was setup was okay. Setup was good, but as we get into it, it's just it, it's it's not hitting any beats that are profound enough to you know to keep us interested. By this no. point, it's all, too much has already been said, and we kind of don't care. I'll hit you in the beats. Yeah. Now, I would I would almost say just because we're already like calling calling it, we would stop here. But the part that genuinely frustrated me the most hasn't come up yet. Hmm. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, God. So let's press on. On that note, <laughs> skip uh, to the annotated time on your screen to see the part that frustrated. All right. So uh, anyway, um, a couple hours went by. The dead man's name was Frank, which is I think what we had attempted to call Zimmerman earlier. Why not just call him Frank? Hmm. Um, he was buried outside in the cold, Alaskan ground. Two of the men were unharmed, physically at least. The third was alive, but only barely. His body was covered in bloody slashes, and one of his eyes had been gouged out. Hmm. I managed to stabilize him, but only just. The other two men vaguely explained what happened. Apparently, Subject 1 leaped out at Frank and the, as the, after the door had opened. Only it wasn't really Subject 1 anymore. According to them, it had, hideously, it had a hideously contorted face and long, sharp claws. Should I just read the two paragraphs since they're short? Well, I just want to go back to something DP said. Apparently, one of them had terror room only one eye. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you point out this detail. Now they point out this detail to us. Um, there was something that caught me. Oh, I managed to stabilize him, but only just yeah, someone got hurt. Finally, God, <laughs> I can stop twiddling my thumbs over here. <laughs> and yet he was one of the team that carried out the fourth. But yes. Oh yep. Well. <laughs> anyway. Um. Your, your, your yeah. move. They claimed to have shot it over a dozen times before it fell dead. And then they emptied another dozen bullets into it just to be sure it was really dead. Only once it was dead did they come back. Or should I take the other one? or? Um, yeah, you take that one and I'll take the next short two. Okay. After tending to the wounded man, I went to investigate the monitors. As afraid as I was of seeing, that the, seeing what those monitors may hold, I needed to see. Subject 3 was the only one left now, and I need to see it and make sure the creature was still in his room. It only seemed to be more like a jail cell than an ordinary room at this point, though, which was probably a good thing. The camera display displaying Subject subject 1's room and the hallway outside of it still displayed a static-filled screen. No one was sent to repair them or investigate. We all just had to hope 
that the subject uh, that subject one was well and truly dead. Monitor three's image was exactly the same as I had left it. Subject three was still staring directly into the camera at us. It was still in the exact position it was, uh, and it <clears throat> it was still in <laughs> in the exact same position. And if it were uh, if it were not for the small fan in the corner of the room. I would think I was looking at a still image. <laughs> in a way, it was. Uh, I felt a relief at seeing this, a relief that he was still in his room and had not escaped while no one was looking. So the detail about the still image, I think, is okay. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the thing about the fan because there's another FNAF, but I know. FNAF. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I just had a sad realization. What's that? We're never getting our portal. We're all going to die alone. No, yeah, that too, but we're also never getting a portal in this story. Oh. Yeah, it looks like right. enchanted into the ears of the patients and the... And the ground shook. Yeah, ground shook and they were possessed. We didn't, we didn't get our portal. I mean, we sure, it could be an invisible portal, but still. But it didn't do, shit, didn't do shit to any of the other people in the room either, for some no fuck reason. You know Nothing what? came out and said, Are you a god? One of the things I, I noticed too, remember how there was this long, beautiful uh, description of like how everything looked in the bunker? Mm -hmm. Have you realized none of that has come up, really? Except for like the three rooms? Yeah, I thought it was going to be some like alien shit where it's like, okay, we got to set up turrets here and here, and this is the, you know, but no. Yeah. Nothing. Well, I mean, there may be at some point, I don't know, because I've never read this before, but there may be some point where he's like, I fled through the maze of hallways, which I, you know, had become accustomed to, while others turned down other halls and died, you know. <laughs> and, but, uh, um, you get the next paragraph, and this is it. This is the this is where the story Oh, really, this is the one. Me. Good for me. After everything quieted down, I noticed something especially unusual. There was a strange sound emanating from somewhere. At first, it was barely noticeable. The only reason I heard it was because of how extremely quiet it was in the infirmary. But as time went by, it slowly began to increase in volume. After about an hour, it was loud enough that everyone else could hear it too. And after a couple more hours, its vo so many hours, its volume had increased so much that we could determine what the noise was. It was a song. One of the staff members identified it as "Living in the Sunlight" by oh. Tiny Tim. What? There it is! There it is! The fuck? Oh my god. There it is! What the fuck? Cassie's is looking at me like, pasta? are you okay? Uh, is this a troll pasta? Be honest with us. I don't know. I really don't know. But as bad as I went, I, story lost all credibility right here. I'm like, really? This is Try Hard Central Station right here. <laughs> Apparently, apparently, his father loved the song and listened to it frequently. Nobody loved that song. Nope. That's no, loved ironically. By no, the only the only reason people know that song these days is because of SpongeBob. Uh, the song seemed to be on a loop and kept replaying itself. Oh no! Zimmerman's real name is Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Although we were able to identify the noise, we remained unable to identify its source. We knew that it wasn't coming from the speakers because we had turned them off. It seemed to be emitting from the walls themselves. So I want to know who summoned the ghost of Tiny Tim. Uh, uh, emitting from the walls themselves? Does he mean, like, emanating? 
Is is admitting right there, or am I just weird? Fine, but emanating would have been better. My my question is: Was the writer thinking like, you know, that scene from Space Odyssey two thousand one when the when um, Hal started humming Daisy? Maybe it could be something like this. What would be a good song for that? I know. The person who wrote this did not see 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> the person who wrote this thought, you know what? Be you know what's ironic and scary? Having a really happy, pleasant song played in a scary situation over and over again, mm. even though it has no fucking context whatsoever. Yeah. It's, oh my god. Tiptoes <laughs> through the tall bars. <laughs> Man, I. I am wondering if the rest of this is worth it. I feel like this... I, I, that legitimately makes me wonder if we're being trolled. But I assume not, but it makes me wonder. But this, is, this is where... The, yeah, this is, it was about this point the story just like pissed me off and I, I left. It, <laughs> it's it, like, no. It feels like it's been really, really serious up until this point. But, I mean, it's just one thing. They chose living in the sunlight. Other than that... It's such an odd choice. I mean, there's it's a... there's a lot of songs that don't have any ridiculous connotation, which are still innocuous songs that could be unsettling if done in that sort of way. So, like, uh, White Snow was all built around, uh, you know, dreaming of a white Christmas, and the story's fucking built around that. Yeah. You know? it's yeah. A, and it makes sense. It makes absolute sense. But I would suggest if the song were to be changed, <laughs> I would suggest the witch doctor song. <laughs> because it's ridiculous, innocuous, silly, and maybe could be unsettling if you feel like that is an unsettling thing to hear, and it sort of relates to the topic of the story. With Zimmerman uh, chanting and being into the occult and everything. My su- my suggestion would definitely be uh, "She Wolf" by Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 try everything. Uh, There's I... a Sal go in the closet. <laughs> I always say. Uh, All my exes live in Texas. For uh. some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> We just made the story uh, ten times better. Okay, so I'm completely fine with reading the rest of this. But then, do we want do we want to? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. We have let's, to find let's, out let's, if let's the... just keep trying like uh, you can re- who who read the last one? Um I, I'm reading the next Slime Beast then. I, I feel like this might there's a fifty fifty percent chance this this might end with and then my head fell off and a skeleton popped out. So I'd like to see <laughs> I'd like to see if we're being tricked. Okay. okay. Yeah, I want to see if we're being tricked. All right. Let's let's just you know let's just go let's just shotgun the rest of it and then save all comments until the end. All yeah, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. More time ticked by as we began to become increasingly agitated by the song. I spent most of my time in the infirmary attending to Frank in the, or in the control room. Fear hung in the air and the presence of unmistakable darkness and evil was no doubt its source. People need to stop ragging on Tiny Tim so much. He wasn't that bad. Subject three still had not moved. He had kept his unblinking eyes fixed on the camera the entire time. It always felt like he was staring directly at me, no matter where I was in the room. I think this effect was also felt by others due to the fact that they seemed to move around the room a lot 
and for seemingly no reason. After a few hours, the song was so loud that people almost had to shout in order to communicate. We've been trying to find its source so that we could turn the song off, but it was to no avail. The source mm. was completely un un unidentifiable. This added a level of extreme irritation to our already very present fear. It was around 8.30 that the ground itself began to shake once again, just as it had done the previous night. Panic began to spread among my fellow employees, and I, as the sh shaking grew intense in intensity, oh, God, I feel like we're all tripping over our tongue reading this, mm. and I can't figure out why. During this, I had the sudden instinctual feeling to look over at Subject 3's monitor. It was gone, almost if on, as if on cue. The power went out, and thankfully, thankfully, the song did as well. <laughs> Ever since the security team came back, panic had been slowly building among the staff, and Zimmerman was powerless to stop it. When the, those lights went out, a calm projection, uh, the calm projections that everyone had been trying to maintain left us, and the fear was... And all of our heart and all of our hearts took over. The emergency backup lights kicked on shortly after the power went out, which gave, which I gave a silent, hopeful prayer for. The lights were dim, but they uh, but they still allowed me to see a lot. So no one had like shown that they were afraid up until this point. Bullshit. Mm. <laughs> so we're at total panic. Yeah, total panic seized us as many of my fellow staff members began screaming and rushing to the ladder in an attempt to escape. But too many were trying to use it at once, and no one was able to get very far on the ladder without someone else pulling them to the floor and taking their place. Zimmerman, Zimmerman was shouting for everyone to calm down, but his dominating and intimidating personality had no effect here, and his demands fell upon deaf ears. It was total chaos. It wasn't long until people actually started hurting each other in their desperate attempts to get up the ladder, get up that ladder and out of this place. I could only stand against the wall and wait for my opportunity to escape up the ladder. <sighs> All the screams were soon silenced as the familiar hum of that unsettling song began to rise in volume uh, again. Only much quicker this time. I'm projecting, and I'm projecting, <laughs> And this time, it was clear that the noise was coming directly from the maze-like corridors. Hmm. People stopped fighting and shouting as all of our attention shifted to the door that led into the hallways. Bullshit. The song quickly got louder than it had ever been before, which forced many of us to cup our ears with our hands in an attempt to silence the noise. Then suddenly, the song just completely stopped. Hmm. Silence. That was all that filled the room as we all stared at the thick metal door in anticipation of what was coming. It felt like ages had gone by, but in reality, it was only seconds before the silence was broken. Anticipation of what was coming, that's what she said. The door suddenly <laughs> and violently burst open and the music started again. Okay, so it's just stopping and starting and fucking... We get jump it. scares, on, jump scares, jump scares, jump scares, jump scares. And the music stopped, releasing all tension in the story. <laughs> louder than it had ever gotten before. Oh, so it just keeps getting louder and louder and stopping. Oh my god. The suddenness and the volume of this uh, and the volume of this caused many of us to recoil by falling onto the ground and grabbing our ears in an attempt to block out the noise. It's okay, Cassie. I suddenly <laughs> I sudden I got a I glanced up for just a second and the uh in the doorway stood a tall, smooth skinned figure with long limbs and eyes so dark and malevolent that they could 
you could clearly see them in the dim light. You can tell at the beginning, I was really trying to give the story a good read, mm. but come on. <laughs> can I ask something? Did we, was the metal door mentioned before it Did burst open? The corridors? I think it was. Oh, okay. Weird. I, I don't even know. I'm fatigued. All right. We were all yeah. fatigued. This... We're, we're getting we're getting there. Come on, guys. After I got my bearings, I looked upwards at the creature once again, just in time to see the thing pick up and rip Zimmerman ha in half with one fluid movement. Okay. Dousing the room and everyone in it with his blood, intestines, and organs. I was no stranger to gore, but the sight of that was too much for me to bear. I hunched over immediately after seeing this and vomited all over the cold cement floor. We are no Didn't strangers. this already happen? Sort of. Did... We're no strangers to go. <laughs> You're trapped down here, and so am I. But yeah. <laughs> the latter is my only hope for survival, I thought to myself, as I forced myself to a standing position. And as my eyes rose along with the rest of me, I could see the thing ripping and tearing through the people as they scattered in an attempt to escape it. It was distracted, and as awful as it sounds, this was my only chance to get up that ladder. I forced my legs to move towards the ladder, trying to block out the terrified screams of my fellow staff members and the unbearably loud music. I could hear gunshots coinciding with the screams and the terrible sounds of flesh being ripped apart somewhere in the mess of noise. I reached my hands outwards and felt a wave of relief wash over me as my fingers came into contact with the hard metal rungs of the ladder. I gripped them and began to climb upwards as quickly as I could in my disoriented state, all the while praying that the monster could, would not see me and pull me off the ladder and back into the slaughter. But then I realized I was not holding rungs. I was climbing a series of boaters. <laughs> God, you know this story could be more horrifying if if you kept reading. Yes, it felt like at any moment I would feel one of its smooth hand wrap, hands wrap around my ankles and pull me to my death. But I eventually made it to the top. There was no question in my mind. I had to close the hatch and seal that thing down there. Even if it meant certain death for my colleagues, I would not allow that thing to escape. I gripped the thick metal lid and began to push with all my might in an attempt to seal the underground complex off. Despite how dense and sturdy it was, the lid was surprisingly easy to move and did not Whoops. take very much effort to push it over the hatch. Even in my weakened state, in seconds, the hatch was completely covered by the dense metal lid. I clapped on my side and began to vomit some more... <laughs> Out of exhaustion, uh, uh, as exhaustion took me over, took over me. As I lay there, I realized something. Aside from the labored breaths, the only thing I could hear was the faint echo of that song down below. I felt as though I would lose my, uh, lose more of my sanity if I continued to lay and listen to that song. So once again, I forced myself to my feet and began to make my way to the wood uh, wooden lodge. I stayed at in the previous nights. Uh, in the previous night, it was. I thought it was multiple nights. Yeah. I, what? Hmm. Oh no! This was the second. Only this. This is only the second day of the experiment. Huh. Even though apparently hours have passed. <laughs> right. It was where I had left my baggage, and so where I had, and also where I had left the keys to my truck. How much more Page is break. Left? Oh, we're near almost the almost end. Done. All this we're vomit makes me just want to say, "Living in the mom spaghetti." <laughs> Loving in the bomb spaghetti. <laughs> How annoying would it be if, in in post, if I actually put that song faintly in the background Do on it. loop? Oh, God. <laughs> Having wonderful spaghetti. Do you, would I get flagged for that, though? Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not, then. Okay, go. 
And this shit. Wait, that's you. Oh, wait, no, oh. no, 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 no. It's, it's Slime Beast. Sorry. Okay. Of the 15 staff members that took part in that forsaken experiment, I am the only one who survived. I have never... Ugh. I have never returned to the awful place where all of this happened, and I don't intend to. The project was very secretive, and Zimmerman was the only one who knew the de all the details of it. And, as far as I know, no one is aware of my invol involvement aside from me. In fact, I am, probably the, I am probably the only one who knows what the Harbinger experiment truly was, let alone what actually happened. It was an experience, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll read the next one, too. By now, you're probably wondering why I have told, you, told all of you about something none of you should be aware of. Maybe you're expecting me to give you a speech about not messing with things you don't understand or something along these lines. <laughs> I hope not, for I have no speech to give or lesson to impart. Okay. Well, that's nice for a change. Yes. Because uh, that was our big problem with, or at least my big problem with uh, Happy Puppet Syndrome is don't science very much. Science within reasonable limits. Science within moderation. <laughs> if someone tries to touch your science, that's not cool. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I began hearing a noise earlier today. Oh. Almost immediately I recognized the noise as a very haunting and familiar song. I didn't even try to trace it to its source. I knew it would be pointless. And as the day has progressed, the song has increased in volume. It's loud enough now that I can clearly make out the lyrics. I am completely able to escape Tiny Tim's voice. <laughs> I love that standalone. It has followed me everywhere I have gone. Can we just have the whole story just be, I am completely unable to escape Tiny Tim's voice? <laughs> <laughs> that alone is pretty scary. Subject three is coming for me. And I now, and I know my time left in this world is extremely limited now. I guess you could say that I just wanted to tell the tale of the Harbinger experiment before it was lost forever. I hope that you will take some lesson from what I have recounted to you, but I think we both know you won't. Let's be honest, you don't believe a word of what I just told you, and I don't blame you. No, we don't. <laughs> I wouldn't believe me if I were you. To you, this is nothing more than something to get your cheap thrills from. You're probably nope. mindlessly surfing the internet when you clicked the link and found yourself here wherever here may be reading the story. And to be honest, I don't care if you believe me or not. Even if you do, it probably won't stop you from trying to uncover the truth of a darkness that few of us have ever seen. Certainly never stopped Zimmerman. If you want a lesson, look at what happened to him when he was he went seeking the truth. I pray that none of you will ever discover this truth. I pray that none of you ever have seen the evil I have seen. I hope you all get to live in ignorance of what lies beyond the veil of what we can know. Understand. It's here now. I can feel its black eyes burning into me just as I had all those years ago. I am as much to blame as Imran is for the monstrosity that is now free to roam the world, even if I was, it was not, I was not the one to create it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Boom! End! <sighs> Fuck oh. this story. I'm sorry. Okay, so he didn't do anything illegal. He yeah. himself, the narrator. Right. Why is he not telling a government? Yeah. Hey, government! Yeah. <laughs> oh, because he stole those medical equipments, or medical drugs, so... In the not-so-distant future, drug cartels run everything. <laughs> yeah, no reason, no reason to not tell anyone about this. Not tell, like, people. Why, why wouldn't you just say his name? Yeah. What, per what personal fucking reason could there be that you're not going to tell Zimmerman's real name? There's no... Yeah, nobody uh, else supposedly knew besides him, and... Mother, motherfucker's dead. <laughs> And and you're, what you're fucking. 
You were covered in his gore. And remember how I said the story was going to end? Someone's going to kill one of the things and the like, spiritual demon's going to escape? Mm-hmm. Nope, just left by the wayside. Yeah. Who cares about that interesting no, ins- thing that could have happened? No, instead, Tiny Tim's ghost inhabited a Slender Man-esque figure, and then it ripped everybody apart. <laughs> Jesus. All I know Why is that... Why does this have a 9.1 rating? 9.1. Why? I, again, I could see it being a fairly good... Based on 2,645 ratings as of this recording. What the fuck? Well, imagine this is like a film or a short film or something. Yeah, like, it would it still would... suck. But it's not, Kayla. It's not. It's not. See, that's why it's like, uh... It, it's I... a short story. It's. Can I ask you guys Nobody's... something? Go ahead. Can I ask you guys something in like a no-judgment safe space? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Okay. This is not Tumblr, but okay. Can anyone else think of a story about maze-like corridors <laughs> where a demonic entity of some sort causes mass hysteria among people and gets closed <laughs> oh, oh. in with all the people and covered up and never heard of? And in the story, people's real names aren't used. Are we? Are we really Shut going? Shut the door, dear. You're letting in the code. I, 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 I just. I, no, are we really please, going there again? Please, please don't, please don't judge me. I just. <laughs> hey, what what uh, other reason you know, is there not to use Zimmerman's real name? You know another story that's like that that I that we just read. What? what? The man with the cane. <laughs> exactly why I'm. Not... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I told you this was the episode where we break up. Uh. <sighs> David just left. All I know is that I won't be able to listen to Tiny Tim again. Not that I did. It's not exactly a song that you go search out for and say, you know, a I'm going to listen to A bunch to of this. people like him. Hi, David. It's nice to see you again, love. I missed you. It should have <laughs> been a song specific to the narrator's history. And everybody who was there should have heard a different song specific to their history. This is, this is the part of Undercooked Analysis where we try and salvage this unsalvageable story. Yeah, There's I mean, no it's all salvaging. just opinion, you know. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is our opinion, but I, it, it's, I don't... It's <sighs> boring. I think it's boring. It's... There's so much... Why, why Tiny Tim? Why? Is is it scary? If you're trying to make some, there's no context. <laughs> I mean, sometimes out of context things are scary, but it just feels so. Did, did he just ham-fisted? Think, did he just think what is the most annoying song that they can think of? If Possibly. they really wanted to put an annoying song, could, could you imagine if this story instead had the <laughs> over and over again? Uh. We heard I think it's because of SpongeBob. Go ahead, sorry. I think it's just because of SpongeBob. Yeah. I think this is a young person who wrote it, and I don't know. I mean, it's know. it's it speaks of an incredible, uh, you know, in terms of a young person, this would have to be an incredible amount of concentration uh, spent on writing a very you know, drawn out for a creepypasta, a very long and drawn out story. That that is nah, true. Yeah, I, 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 I could also, write 
this long. I could concentrate this long at like uh, fifteen. I'd say. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give the writer this. You could tell the writer has talent. Like there's like it actually or not and, talent, and but like there's. I would I would say I would say talent. But as John Balthasari once said, talent is cheap. You can actually <laughs> work to hone your craft. Yeah. Uh, the story uh, frustrates me. Like, this is, I, this is a reason people who have messaged me about this and like, why aren't you doing the Harbinger experiment? This is why. And I don't understand why you like it. I would love to talk about this with people. Can you... Please, if you are a fan of this story, leave leave me some feedback. Send me a message or write in the comments or, you know, whatever you like. I, I'm just I just want to know. Am I missing something? Am I missing something with this story that makes it have a nine point no. one rating on creepypasta.com? Other people are missing something. I would yep. say that, regardless of the conclusions we draw from reading the story. I think that none of us could argue against the fact that it does paint mental images. That it does. Yes. So, um, you know, it at it, least you know, some gives of the, you... Some of those mental images quality, some <laughs> of them lackluster, like the, the actual creature, which is supposed to be the payoff. Yeah. Well, you know. And what what is with... I'm... First you have of low all, quality you know, why... for what a, what a good monster is, because you just, like, do a palette swap of Mickey and expect it to be good. <laughs> there's There's part of that sentence that isn't true. <laughs> and it's the second part. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, are we done with this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had a you had a closing statement there though. So, uh, yeah. Slime Beast, what did you want to What did. did you want to say? Well, I don't know. Good something gracious. about the monster. About I well, I I was not saying anything about the monster. Um I have no idea what it was. But I will say, it's interesting, in looking this up, I see that there are two sequels to this. There are sequels? No. Oh, have, no. No. <laughs> no. Never. <laughs> on the next, Undercooked Analysis. But yeah. uh, I have no idea what it is. On the next, Undercooked Analysis, relationships are shattered. <sighs> and not because of anything before this, but because this story drove us up the wall. And when he means relationships, he's not talking about ours. He's talking about his with creepy pasta. Ours is already over. Oh. I. This I, is dark. <laughs> I I have a present. Darker for than you this story. For, I have a present for you for our April anniversary. What is it? I'm not going to tell you. It's a gift. Shit! Now I have to stay with her to find out. <laughs> It's, well, it's combs for your luxurious hair. There you go. Which you sold. To, yeah. So oh. unlike, the, I think it's time for the freshness rating. Okay. Oh yeah, we're unlike, still going. Unlike uh, ha- uh, Happy Puppet Syndrome, which wasn't even creepypasta. And this is creepypasta. It's just fucking awful. Hmm. It's kind of like... It's got... It's like if you made the noodles, and that's it. I would rate it in that you, 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 you smell it being made, and it smells good at first. Like, you're like, okay, maybe I'll give that a try. And then you taste it, and it's got a weird, it's, it's, it's bland, and then it gradually gets a weird, like, aftertaste. Hmm. And real, you're not sure if it's undercooked. And then you really re- something was wrong, done wrong in its creation, so you spit it out, and you... And then you realize that, like, a stink bug flew into your noodles. <laughs> 
Oh, and you bit awful. into it, and you're just like, oh. That uh, sounds like an actual story that you have. Kind of. You did write a pretty horrifying story about stink bugs, actually. <laughs> yeah, and man, that is like close to real life. I'm just like, I am getting so angry at these stink bugs. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. It's driving me racist. You're, uh, and so, oh god. So, and then your freshness rating, Slime? Uh, I would say 5 out of 10. I know DP will disagree, and probably David, but I think that the effort... Me on the other hand. I think the effort counts for, counts for a lot. I think that it, you know, goes off the rails in certain aspects, but I think that 50... I, I'm like 50-50 on the story. 50% of it I don't like. 50% of it I can see how people can appreciate it, so I'm going to go right down mm -hmm. the middle with a 5. That's that's a lot more generous than I think <laughs> the rest of us. And that's, I know. that's yeah. <laughs> fishing for compliments. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, do you, um, so. I guess we're done. I'm weirdly happy to be done with this. And 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 okay, I just want to say I get it. There's there is there is potential there. There's there's nuggets of things that could have been good, but really, living in the sunlight, like come on. Out of note, come on. There's probably going to be some meaning. It's going to be, uh, what is it called? Refrigerator horror? Where it's going <laughs> to hit us later, and we're going to go, of course, living in the sunlight. Of course. Loving, loving in, in the, the moonlight, moonlight, or whatever the hell it is. Oh, uh, that's what it meant, of course. It's an allegory for uh, for uh, bronyism, because, you know, living in the sunlight, Princess Celestia. Living in the moonlight, Princess Mo Luna. And yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> David revealed way too much just now. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I appreciate you all hanging in there with me for this uh, Harbinger experience. Are we are we ever going to say the title correctly? <laughs> no. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.